guys to Treadmill Talk. This is Victoria. I'm Natalia. And today we're going to be talking about all things self-love and how you love yourself, how we go through this journey of trying to love ourselves and yeah, how, how we get there, the importance of balance and knowing ourselves and know your worth, girl. <laughs> so let's get going. So is it really all about face mask for you or no. do you have other ways that you self-love so i think the self-love trend started a long time ago now Mm. i think it's almost been i don't know six seven years that the self-love club has started and really been pushed out there and um yeah so it started with the girls posting their face mask routines and uh you know before going to sleep self-care routine and uh, the bathtub with the lush bath bombs and it kind of then translated onto tiktok with all the guides and showcasing of how they love how they love themselves yeah we we all kind of adapted the putting face mask on every single two weeks and putting a movie on with a nice uh, with a nice ice drink and calling it self-love but i do think it's it's a bit deeper than that Mm. and it is uh, essential to our well-being yeah. yeah, I think it's, for me, on a personal level, self-love and self-care isn't an aesthetic thing for me, necessarily. Like, I always go and get my nails done. I will always do that. It will always no, be yeah, part of absolutely. my routine. And I'll always have my hair done and stuff. But it's that isn't how I love and care for myself. Um, I find self-love to be so much deeper than that. And it's more mental than physical for me. And I think that that really, I think that it's become an even bigger phenomenon now since COVID. Yeah, I mean, when you didn't have anything else to do, I think people really took time to get to know themselves and kind of find things that are good for them and help them get through the hard time. But I think it's important for us to know the difference between between self-maintenance and self-love. Yeah. Because, like you said, we should all cultivate habits of self-maintenance that make us feel uh, really good about ourselves, whether it is getting hair or getting nails on a regular basis or the, the face mask or the long baths or the extensive skincare routine. Those are, those are good habits. We don't negate the importance of them. Your self-maintenance is, again, it's very quintessential to your well-being because when you feel good about ourselves, it will impact your mental health. And you should always cultivate these small habits and rituals because they do bring the best out of you. However, that I would put on the category of self-maintenance. Self-love, like you said, it's more mental rather than physical. So I think for me, self-love is about uh, getting to know yourselves and then creating a very healthy, balanced habits to, well, love yourself really, to do the best by you and uh, to, to push yourselves forward. Yeah, 100%. So like, we just reeling back to the COVID thing, I think that like, that in itself, yes, we didn't have a lot to do. Um, so we were we were scrounging around for things yeah. to entertain ourselves with. But I think really that was a time in all of our lives across the whole world where we realised just how short life is. And, you know, being stuck inside, living 
in the same environment and like spending your days in the same place because we couldn't go anywhere and we had no choice. I think that that has made this self self love club a, a really big thing. Um, and I feel like we have all sort of sat back with ourselves and been like, I'm not happy in my life. Like we it, we kind of came to this realization where we were like maybe. You know, we weren't happy in our jobs or, you know, like it had a toll on people's relationships and, you know, like, oh, now I don't like my house. I want to go and live somewhere else because I've been sat here for the last six months. Like, I think that that has really kind of impacted a lot of people. So, like, certainly for me, like a lot, a lot changed in my life after the pandemic and stuff like I didn't go through a breakup straight away. But, you know, about a year after, uh, maybe eight months after it, it was something that happened to me after a long-term relationship. It did have a massive effect on me, and to be honest, like it's it's two years down the line and it's still affecting me because we all deal with things differently and at our Absolutely. own pace, and, and that's cool. But there are things now that I have uh, made a point of doing in, in my routine and in my life to try and love myself and understand myself better and know what, I am worth and where I want to go with my life and what my purpose is in life, you know, and I've had to kind of realise that you are not defined by your past. Don't ever live in the past. Don't sort of like live for the future either. Like just try and live in the present moment and try and be present for yourself. And I think that that is so important. Um, So like, yeah, there, there are things like... I do, I do look at affirmations, like I do live on affirmations. Affirmations um, are really good. I don't think you should, you know, affirmations are a very good form of um, self-love and, you know, practicing and setting your mind in the right track. Um, and, and they can it can be quite impactful, you know. It's, it's not something I think we should look down upon. I think no. it's an important part of your routine. And, you know, it can impact you quite positively. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I think so. And there are there are certain affirmations. Like, I know that sometimes, like, if we're going through a hard time and we're scrolling through Instagram or, you know, any other sort of social platform, um, we do obviously come across all these affirmations and these yeah. quote pages and stuff. But there are some that kind of have I've kind of related to you know the the kind of just seem to pop up at the right time yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean no, um, so those things do happen so like that there are some that I come across and I'm like yeah I am I am gonna live by that and like every week like my planner has like a little thing in the corner where it's like your weekly inspiration and any affirmations that kind of stand out for me I do write those down and I I do flick back to them so, you know, I mean, there was one that I, I really liked and we've talked about it in the previous episode about, you know, wanting to be a girl boss and stuff. And uh, one that I saw was from an entrepreneur from Instagram and she was like, you know, try and turn up or like show up as the person that you really want to be and like turning up as your higher self every single day. And to be honest, I wrote that down in the corner of my planner and it, it was something like show up as as the person that you really want to be or something like that and someone like Kim Kardashian who's an absolute boss and an absolute queen in my eyes (laughs) I I think about her and I'm like yeah I'm gonna show up I'm gonna get up I'm gonna have a shower I'm gonna put on a bomb outfit and I'm gonna seize the day and things like that do make me feel motivated um so I I do I do 
believe in affirmations. I am that no, guy. No, I believe in affirmations too. You know, I my mom is a great believer in affirmations mm. as well. She she does know how impactful they can be, and she always cultivates them in in myself and my brother. That you know, you should affirm yourself, and she always affirmed me since I was very very young. You know, she used to sit down me in front of the mirror, do my hair, and tell me that I was the most beautiful girl in the world, and mm-hmm. she never let me believe anything else. And you know that that that's not the only affirmations really but yeah she, she always told me that I was incredibly smart that I was incredibly capable and these affirmations as a child do stick with you and then even till this day I I do affirm myself mm-hmm. uh, in a very delusional way but it does help you get through I life. love living in delusion I am delulu <laughs> to the point of you know the, the god complex syndrome you know? and and I will stand in the mirror and I am the most beautiful girl in the world and you won't tell me shit but but that's how I've been raised with these affirmations and they do really build you up and I think we should all start being a little bit more delulu about things in life yeah. and ourselves you know it, it is really funny if you stand in the mirror and instead of you know pointing things that you hate about yourself you kind of start with what do you actually do like about yourself even if you don't just lie mm-hmm. yeah just lie your brain doesn't know any different just lie Say it out loud and your brain doesn't know the difference whether you like or not. You start to believe it. Just You just have to say it enough times. Yeah, you have to um, be confident and you have to execute it. And you really believe what you say. Yeah. Because, like, obviously I know Bella Hadid exists and I know, like, on some level out there that maybe I am not the most beautiful girl in the world, but actually, no, I am. I do believe that. Um, Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. That's, and yeah, that's I, how I, I am. Yeah, you, you, don't you love you, I love you, everybody loves yeah. you, you are gorgeous. I am, you know, I am the smartest, the most beautiful girl in the world. And I do, do tell myself that because it helps me to keep my self-worth yeah. at a very healthy high level. And I, do, I no longer actually speak to myself in unkind way. I don't... Sometimes I catch myself with this mean comment and I stop right there. I become very, I became very self-aware of a negative talk, whether it's about my appearance or about who I am or about what I do. I stop it, I cut it right there. I revert back. And even if, if I cannot find a positive thought and affirmation I can replace, I just keep it neutral and keep it moving until I can. Yeah. Because we should stop being so very unkind mean and malicious to ourselves in our own head. You wouldn't do that to your best friend. You wouldn't do that to your child. You wouldn't hopefully do that to your spouse. You shouldn't do that to yourself. The closest person you've ever going to be. Stop being so mean. Yeah, exactly. And like one one thing that I did see as well, like going on affirmations and stuff, it's like you will always be your oldest best friend. So why yeah. are you speaking to yourself and treating yourself in such an awful manner because you wouldn't do that to your best friend. No. I would not treat you or my, you know, any of my best friends or closest friends or family, anybody, I wouldn't treat them that way. No. I wouldn't tell them that, you know, maybe you look a little bit fat one day or, I don't know, your hair well, doesn't look we, great. We know how malicious we can, we can be to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We know to what kind of impossibly high, unattainable standards we hold <coughs> ourselves. And we beat ourselves up every single day instead of actually being kind, I kind of feel like 
When I now think about myself, I kind of try to speak to myself as to my younger self. I revert back to being a child in my mind. And when I talk to myself about myself to myself, I try to talk to myself as my, my youngest version. And I think about all the mean things that I would never say to her. I would never tell her that her body looks wrong or that she's incapable or that she's falling short. I would do I would be the kindest to her like my mum was to me because that helped me grow into the person I am and I'm happy with the person I am. And I think we all should kind of try to dig out that inner child in ourselves, the youngest versions that we can remember of ourselves. And whenever we do talk to our to ourselves about ourselves talk to her yeah and then you'll realize that you that that meanness that bitterness that you've developed over years it disappears because you wouldn't talk to a child like that just think about your younger self like seven i don't know eight year old mm. how happy she was and how full of life and hopefulness and you know how how she was not aware of all these faults within herself she was just full of life and potential and just treat her with that kind of kindness like you would treat her in real life yeah. and then see how your mindset and life changes. Yeah, yeah, just see how happy you are after you've just been a little bit kinder to yourself and just to cut yourself a little bit of slack. Yeah. I think that that's really, really important. And and I do see that a lot, you know, on on socials and stuff, like everybody trying to get, get on board with the self-love club and stuff and it is like a just speak kinder to yourself be a little bit more confident show up as the person that you want to be you know or that you see yourself to be maybe it's your higher self so yeah I, I think that that is really important just to try and be a little bit kinder to yourself and I think that that's really really um important that like you sort of speak to your younger self because I think that that's something that I've always looked back on as well I'm like if you could speak to seven-year-old Natalia or seven-year-old Victoria, what would you be saying to her now? You wouldn't be saying things to her like, that dress looks so bad on you. Or yeah. you would not be saying stuff like that. You wouldn't be malicious. Not at all. You'd be like, girl, this is going to be a bumpy ride, but it's going to be so worth it's it. Fine. Like, you're you are fine. worth so much. Yeah, you, you're going to be fine. You're all right as you are most of the time. And, you know, you you are valuable. You are worthy. You are kind. You are smart. You are beautiful. Like I said, speak to her as you would speak to a child that you really love and cultivate these beliefs in yourselves about yourselves that you are simply enough yeah absolutely and I feel like as well like going going down the sort of journaling route as well like I know we've again we've talked about this in in, briefly in in a previous podcast but journaling has been something that has really helped me tap into who I am and I don't journal every single day. I'm 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 not that girl. Um but I utilize my journal when I feel like I need it. Yeah. If I'm feeling a little bit lost or a little bit low within myself, I will pick up my journal and I will just give myself like however long I need if I've got that time, even if it's just 5 minutes, 10 minutes before bed, anything. And I try and give myself that time to write down and air out what is going on in in my mind and I do sit and read it back and it helps me kind of dissect really the root problem of what's going on in my mind and then from there I can say right okay well if this is the problem 
this is how I feel I need to solve it and this is what's going to work for me. And I have found that to be so helpful and so it's just been such a godsend for me Yeah, to really understand myself and really kind of tap into who who I am and yeah it's just something that has really really helped me and I I have recommended it to other people ever since like you recommended it to me in the first place it's something that I've recommended to other people and even one of my friends did come back to me because she was going through a little bit of a rough time like uh, just within her life herself and she was like how how have you managed to go from A to B so how have you gone from being a little bit lost and a little bit low to how happy and fulfilled you are feeling now especially like with like you know career things and stuff like that and I said to her look this is this is something that's really really helped me because you can write down everything that you want so ask yourself all the questions that you feel like you need to ask yourself and be really really open really honest because nobody's going to see this but you so you know that there's no judgment here write it all down and read it back to yourself. From there, you'll be able to make the steps that you feel like you need to take to to go forward. And a few days later, I checked in with her afterwards and I was like, how are you getting on with things? How are you feeling? And she said, you know what? It's really helped me. And she had been journaling for a few days, you know, just like 10 minutes here or there. And she was like, it's really helped me. And I feel like I've got a little bit more direction. It's not going to solve world hunger, but it's giving you some direction and a way to go. I think with journaling, it's creating a space for self-reflection. I think we spend all this time talking to ourselves in our mind and reflecting on day, and we don't really have the space to put it and materialize those thoughts. So they just kind of home around your brain and make circles. And, you know, you kind of find yourself sometimes in the root with your thoughts. I do think that you should always prioritize a self-reflection time. It doesn't have to be a long. It can be between, I don't know, five minutes to an hour to however much time you can allow for it but that space should be only for you and you know journaling is really good because it does materialize and gives your thought a physical form that you can reflect upon and kind of uh, puts a pin in it which you can then lead any way you want but if, for example, you know, making your thoughts tangible isn't a way for you or you, you, you don't feel like it would it would, it would do its intended purpose, then I would recommend going for a walk. Walks mm-hmm. are really healthy uh, way to kind of work through stuff. You know, even when you put our headphones on and you go and you think about yourself and you have this 5, 15, an hour time where you can self-reflect and you combine with a kind of fresh mindset. I think most of the time what we tend to do is bottle up and push push our thoughts away as if they are inconvenient and they get in the way whether they are probably your most important flags that you have you know in your life because they do uh, highlight things that are going on in your life and they are linked to things that you might not even uh, connect them in the first place you know there there's some things that for example might annoy you and irritate you and they are so minor that you are angry with yourself why why does it anger me so much and if you do give yourself time to self reflect you might find a surprising connections to your childhood or your early years and maybe there are things that you can actually heal yourself if you've given yourself enough space and the format of it doesn't really matter as long as it works for you i mean you know journaling walks they are the most 
common and popular and, you know, they work for us so we can speak for them. But there's so many different ways nowadays that you can find uh, self-reflection. You can buy, you know, journals with prompts if you find that the empty ones are too overwhelming. If you, you know, you can maybe start working out. That's a way good to Mm. self-reflect. But I think the goal of it is that you have... You, you are alone with your thoughts in non-intimidating way. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a form of therapy, really, just with it yourself is. and without the high cost of a therapist. <laughs> Hi, I'm Natalia. You're listening to Treadmill Talk Podcast, so you can find us on TikTok at Treadmill Talk Pod. Going back to even like having a fitness routine and stuff like that, that's again something else that I've I've found really works for me as well. Like I did put it on Instagram last night that, you know, because I was doing a little bit of research of how other people kind of find self-love and stuff like that. And the gym and having a fitness routine is something that really empowers me and helps me release any kind of day-to-day stress, just like the mundane day-to-day, it helps me let go of that. You know, because people do ask me, like, because I go, like, four, maybe five times a week if if I really feel like I need yeah. an extra day. People say to me, like, how how do you stay so consistent, really? How, how can you find the time to just keep going to the gym? Like, why do you enjoy it so much? Like, nobody likes the gym. But it is, like, my form of therapy. Like, I have yeah. found such solace in going to the gym. You know, and just like, you know, if I'm not with you, like I'll just be sticking my earphones in. I'm going to be listening to Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj and they're going to be shouting all this stuff at me. But I'm going to be living my best life. Nobody knows me really in there. And I can I can just get on with my routine and I, I'm not alone thinking about all the bad stuff that's happened that day. I am just focused on my routine and focused on working on me. And it, it's just something that has really helped me. And I believe that... There was a few people that came back on Instagram that said the same thing, that like just having, it's not necessarily the gym, but like a fitness routine or like you say, going for a walk, going for a run, anything like that, and just being able to silence the noise. Yes. I think that that's really, really important, definitely for us. I think in this day and age, the older we get, the more responsibilities of others we take. So yeah. we have to take care of everyone around us, especially as women. You know, most of the childcare, unfortunately, gets to put on our plate mm-hmm. and we have to deal with it. And, you know, you have to take care of the house and you have to take care of any house pets if you possess any. And you have to maintain and keep alive and keep thriving so many things and relationships around you that you kind of put yourself so far behind that you forget about yourself and then progressively over time you if you neglect yourself you kind of start start become very bitter and angry and you start falling short in life and uh, with your unhappiness everything else suffers around you you struggle to maintain good relationships with people, suddenly maintenance of anything that's alive and dependent on you becomes a chore and a struggle because the one thing that you intended to keep alive and thriving you've neglected for so long that, you know, you no longer um, remember how to take care of yourself. So I think we should start prioritizing self-love and self-care. It's the most important care you will get. And I know it's controversial when you have a 
living things dependent on you, <laughs> but you cannot take care of living things very well if you cannot take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to maintain your level of happiness and your self-love, self-care level at high enough so that you can, you know, maintain everything else around you. You cannot pour from an empty glass. Yeah. You, you know, it is your personal responsibility and, and the world and, you know, the people around you, they will not allow you or they will not give you this time. This time is not theirs to give. It's not a gift from anyone. This is your self-right to, to take care of yourself in the best way. And we have to start reclaiming that time that it's God-given right to us to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Um, whether it is, you know, it, it, even besides the pampanites, leave the pampanites be- behind. <laughs> leave it all behind. Focus on the more deeper, more important things that are important to your your mental health and your well-being. Think about, again, the reflection time, the time you spend with yourself, the, you know, the, the time that we, we need to work out the things that we've been neglecting for so long. Maybe there, there's some past traumas we need to work out. You know, the, the self-maintenance time that is integral, not again, not a pump knife, the self-maintenance that's integral to us feeling the best of ourselves. You, we really need to start prioritizing that because if you do, you'll see that everything else in life, one, it will keep going, it will keep surviving, it will keep living. You'll be surprised how resilient people and things are in your life. And I know it feels like it all depends on you. And if you fall apart, the whole world will, but it won't. It will keep spinning and they will find a way to live with that extra time without you. Reclaim that time and be very precious and protective over that time. Whether it's an hour in the gym, an hour walk, whether it's 15 minutes in the morning when you drink coffee by yourself and journal, whether it's a couple hours in the hairdress every so often where you get to grab a coffee and completely zone out 10 of your phone, you're not available to anyone. Whether it's maintaining strong and healthy boundaries with people around you and really putting your foot down with uh, maintenance of those boundaries so when people do cross this, there's actual consequences that follow with it. These are important things that I think they are self-love and self-care, more so than putting a face mask. <laughs> yeah, even if it's like, you know, you've got, if you are a mum, like you've you finally got the kids to bed and you've got that like golden half an hour or so before you want to be going to bed, but you've got like something that you really want to watch on TV or, you know, even if it's just like, I have got like just 10 minutes where I can just sit and enjoy the silence. Just honestly prioritize yourself because I think this circles back around to the whole, to the quote of if you're not loving yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Shout out to RuPaul, Drag Race. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to RuPaul, the queen. I absolutely, oh my God, I literally love that. The philosopher of our time. (laughs) Yeah, literally. I absolutely love that. Um, But yeah, it, it, it does circle back around to that quote because I have personally felt that as well because I just feel like if I'm not confident and comfortable within myself, how can I expect to show up for somebody else? You know, because I want to be able to receive what I know I can already give. And I think that that's like kind of um, one of those things where you're trying to project the energy that you want to receive as well. And like you said, you know, once you start really sort of loving yourself and thinking about yourself a little bit more you will be so surprised at how 
different things start to look for you. Um, you know, you, you do naturally become a little bit happier, a little bit less stressed um, because you're not allowing these stresses in your life. You are putting that boundary up and being like, no, I don't need this stress in my life. Unsubscribe. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Unsubscribe from the drama. And like that's, again, like just circling back to, to what I have done in my personal journey, like things like finances and stuff have always been on the top of my agenda as well because I live on my own and I have to sustain my own life. And something that I, I decided to do, I made a conscious effort of not being stressed about what I'm spending and things like that. Like I have a budget that I work to every single month and if... I, well, I try my best not to go out of that budget, like I think that we all do, especially in these times. But like, I'm trying not to allow this stress because I know that, you know, at the end of the month, I'm going to get some more money. Like it is all replaceable. It's not that important. Like I'm paying all my bills and I'm still eating food. So, okay. Like I am yeah. I'm still here and I'm still living. It's okay. It's really not that deep. And I think that, I think that that is really important. And I think that like you can create healthier relationships if you are healthy within yourself yeah. and your mental health. I think taking care of yourself is like taking care of a toddler. You have to you have to really make the hard choices for yourself. You have to implement certain level of discipline in your life and you have to be able to put your foot down. Because if not, they'll they'll have ice cream for breakfast <laughs> and uh, chocolate for dinner. And also they don't really feel like having a nap even though it would you know, it, it would make them feel better. And they do all these terrible choices because it provides a very quick and almost instantaneous self-gratification. And we have to start treating ourselves as a, as a toddler. No, you cannot have a whole bar of chocolate because you won't feel great afterwards. Mm. Um, have, a, have, a, have one piece. Have one piece after dinner. Have two, maybe. That's all right. Um no, you, you shouldn't really stay up till, you know, 1 a.m. scrolling through TikTok because you'll feel very tired in the morning and you don't want to want to go to work and you don't want to really be tired, do you? So put the phone down and go to sleep. And once you start treating yourself as a temperature toddler, you'll see that, you know, you start parenting yourself. And if you do it well, and I believe we are quite capable of parenting ourselves well enough, you will develop a certain level of discipline and healthy habits that will fuel your life in a much better way. Because I feel like we, we don't really treat ourselves as our friends. Mm -hmm. We don't treat ourselves as someone we love and take care of. We, we put ourselves not just down, we put ourselves last. We don't really, uh, we, we don't really do anything for ourselves these days. Um, and I think that it's such a messed up way that we came about that, you know, we no longer prioritize ourselves or we, we look down upon people that do. Where I think that the most important parenting of your life is parenting yourselves till the end of your days. Because make no mistake, there, there is no, in, no amount of discipline, routine, habits, self-reflections that will be a permanent fix of your life. You know, I have healthy habits that I go in and out, you know, depending on the time of my life and where I am. And, you know, just because I have a sustained like a long term gym routine doesn't mean that there's something not going to jump out in my life. And I'll have to put it on the shelf, but have enough discipline myself to go back to it when I know I can. And, you know, you will have to 
maintain yourself for the rest of your life and it can sound tedious because you know we, we all want this like magic routine fixed thing that will set our life straight for the less, rest of our life and then we can mindlessly go through the motion but we can't there is no such a thing that you can't mindlessly go through life you will have to start developing a self-discipline that you have to apply to yourself every single day I just find it treating myself as a toddler as the best way kind of exercise the discipline because you know it's easier to pardon myself from the third person perspective rather than trying to reason with myself in a one person perspective you know because I do want to eat the whole bar of chocolate it makes me happy I do want to spend five hours watching Netflix mindless shows because it makes me feel safe and content mm-hmm. and I want to sleep in or not sleep enough because well I do feel like I'm wasting the time of the day that I have for myself and I have to go in the morning to work and you know I'm losing that time that I could be doing things that I like which is scrolling through TikTok um, <laughs> but I also know that these things aren't good for me long term and just like a stern parent I have to be like no you have to go to sleep now yeah. No, you have to eat your dinner first. No, you have to make healthier choices in your life because I want to grow to be the best version of myself. Yeah, 100%. And upon like a little bit of like research and stuff as well, like I came across like some self-love habits that we can try and work into our lives, you know, um, just like small changes. Um, but I think that some of them are so important and one thing that I I am so guilty of, I still am, I'm trying my best, guys, but we need to stop comparing ourselves to other people. Try to drown out the noise and stop comparing your life to somebody else's that looks so perfect on Instagram because you don't know what's actually going on. Um, you know, their life might look perfect, but best believe it most likely isn't. You're only seeing what they want you to see. And I'm very guilty of that as well. And I, I I, am trying to make a conscious effort of being like, instead of comparing myself to them, I try and just be happy for them. Yeah. And just I mean, tr- this is the stage where I become delusional. <clears throat> it's like, you know, <laughs> they are pretty, no, they're not. <laughs> I am. I mean, they, they're good. They, they're all right. But they're not me. <laughs> I'm better. I'm better. Are they happy? Maybe, but not as happy as I am. You know, you are right that social media is such a temptuous monster because, you know, from one hand, it does provide access and it, you know, connects us in such a tremendous way. And it does have positive impact into this human connection we've developed, but it also perpetuates such a unattainable standards that no one realistically can meet. Even mm-hmm. they cannot meet them. So you're right. I think don't compare yourself you're not comp- it's not it's not if you compare do not compare apples to oranges it's a minute from someone it's not a minute it's a second from someone's life you're looking at whether you know the whole entirety of your life that led you to that very second that you're comparing against so mm-hmm. you know just just be happy with what you've got and who you are because you've got much more than you think yeah absolutely and like again there's another one that's like don't worry about other people's opinions because they are not you 
you cannot please every single person. And like, I think that maybe even just as British people, I think it's like a cultural thing. You are very apologetic for for existing. (laughs) That's such a weird culture. Why do you apologize so much? What are you sorry for? I once walked into a person, kind of intentionally, and and then I looked at them and they were like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, why are you sorry? I'm starting, I'm trying to start a fight. Why are you apologizing? But that's a British thing. Why, Why are you so sorry about existing? Yeah, and I don't know where that comes from. Like, I... I'm so aware of it myself. Like sometimes, like like you say, if you'd have bumped into me in a shop, I would have said sorry to you. But it was your fault because you bumped into me. Absolutely. I will say sorry because I was in your way. (laughs) Sometimes I'm wrong and I still don't (laughs) apologise. I'll die on that hill. But you are so violent. I will. I I will be wrong. I'll be absolutely 100% in the wrong. And I still want to apologize. No one's perfect, guys. I'm not saying I'm perfect. This is not a very good quality we should not cultivate in people. But I want. I will not be sorry. I am not sorry for who I am. And sometimes I am a bitch. It's just life, you know? Yeah. Take it or leave it. <laughs> to be honest, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't I really think so. I don't think it is. I mean, it's not always great, but it's not the worst thing. I'd much rather be stubborn and, you know, hold my ground to the death. Then apologize for who I am. I don't make those apologies. I rarely did in my life, and I'm not ever going to start. I am who I am. I am demanding. I can never be fully satisfied. I'm always on the verge of argument with everyone about everything <laughs> just to just to have a chance for a scrap. But I'm not going to apologize for who I am. You don't like it? There's no. Yeah. And we mo- keep moving. Yeah. You know? It's okay. No, one, no Not everyone has to live in my world. No. If you don't have place in it, you don't. I will not amend it just to fit you. You're nothing but a side character in my story. <laughs> you are and the I am the plot. <laughs> you... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you, are, you are everything. You are what the story revolves around. I am the plot. You're here for me. Oh, you get the fuck out. <laughs> oh, Who am I to be sorry dying. for? Victoria and you're listening to the Treadmill Talk podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Treadmill Talk Pod and you will find some extra exclusive content on there. So we would appreciate your follow. Thank you. Again, it is something that I'm guilty of, but I am a British girl and I have found myself sometimes apologizing to people and even when they have done something wrong. So say like I'm texting someone or I'm emailing someone. If they have done something wrong and I have maybe kind of called them out on it, I will also be like, don't worry about it. Like, you know, I should have known better and stuff. And it's like, no, no, I, no, I, I didn't. No, no. Meet, no, I did this this way because that was the right way to do because you were wrong. And I have intentionally over the last few months, I think, maybe even like the last year, I've tried to be more like that. So if yeah. somebody's wrong about something, I won't be like, don't worry about it. Worry about it. You should be worried about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am like embracing the fact that you are wrong. You are wrong and you I'm should right. be worried about it. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I, I think that that's really important. So stop worrying about other people's opinions because... It doesn't matter. It really Side doesn't characters, matter. you're the plot. You drive the plot. You know, just remember that. Exactly. Exactly. And allow yourself to make your own mistakes as well because you are human. You are not 
AI, as much as we all wish that we were perfect, it is so natural to make mistakes in your life and we learn and grow from them. Like, you know, the character building. <laughs> Everything's done for the plot. Just think about it. Everything's just character development. Yeah. Like, how boring would the story be if everything came easy and right and everything was perfect and straightforward? No one would fucking want to know about it. No one would read. We like the stories when characters are more morally grey or they, they come from struggles and they come on top. We love to bet on the under under dog. Yeah. We, we do. The relatable and characters. They are. And they're relatable because we all struggle. So be the underdogging of your story. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is there for character development. Absolutely. Nothing, no, nothing's bad. It's just a chapter. Yeah. It's just, just a chapter. Absolutely. It's an anecdote of your life, not a definition. Yeah. Keep exactly. it moving. Keep, keep it moving. Keep the story flowing and keep the excitement there and be intentional with your actions. And don't be afraid to let go of toxicity in your life. I hope toxicity is a word, guys. Block the people. Block them out. Put them in the bin. Put them in the bin. <laughs> Do you know, these block buttons were invented for a reason. Block it. Yeah. You don't like it? Block it. Yeah. You don't owe anything to anyone. And I, I feel like sometimes you, your, your Britishness comes out when you feel like you owe people chances and explanations and you have to soft coddle their egos and you don't want to upset them. Fuck them. Upset them. They, sometimes they should be upset. Sometimes it's okay to upset people. It's all right. You don't owe people to be nice, to be kind. Don't be a fucking asshole just for the plot. Maybe. But, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> but do not become a people pleaser. You have nothing to gain from it mm. and all to lose. Your time is so precious. Don't waste it on coddling people because they'll be fine. We're all so self-centered. We will come on top every single time. We'll find to excuse other people's shortcomings and wrongs. We will never be villains of our stories. Trust me. And if you have to be a villain in someone else, so be it. It's good always, for the plot. Yeah, they were Keep always my favorite anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just, just don't let go. Like you said, let go of toxic people. Block them. If the, if you can't see it, it does not exist. Kind of like the back of your hair. It's not your problem. <laughs> it's other people's problem. Block it. <laughs> the back of your hair. That one bit that you can't yeah. straighten. It's not my problem. It's your problem. You can't I can't see, see it. it. It looks great from the front. Who cares? I can't see it. Doesn't exist. <laughs> Honestly, like again, if I'm bloody, I'm guilty of all these habits, to be honest. Um, but I, I am guilty of this as well, and everybody knows I'm a very empathetic kind of person. As much as I can be a little bit shady towards people, and I do know my worth, and I know what I do and don't want in my life from an energetic point of view, I do seem to kind of mollycoddle people a little bit. Anybody who's a little bit damaged, I end up magnetising them. We all love a broken bird. <sighs> yeah, but this people is have one, one that, Not fucking ten. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like, you know, if my cat brings one in, I'm, I'm just mollycoddling it for ages. <laughs> Why? It's food. <laughs> yeah. It brought it because people want to feed you it, not for you to adopt it. And, it, that, and that's the thing with people... We all have, most of us, have soft spot for broken people because some somewhere... We feel like we, we can wanna, help. Yeah, we want to believe that we are the one to fix it. You can fix them and in the process you can fix yourself and all is good. Fuck them. You are not a rehab for broken people. You are not 
a therapist. Do you know how much therapist makes an hour? So Start much. charging the fuckers? Stop it. I'm going to do that. Yeah. You want to talk about your childhood trauma? 20 quid an hour. 20 quid. Or block it. Choose. <laughs> Choose wisely. And that's, and that's actually quite a good rate, I must say. I think um, that's cheap. That's really cheap. That's so cheap. Put the prices up. Um, <laughs> No, your worth. No, your worth. Increase your prices. <laughs> no, stop it. It can be so liberating to let go of that toxicity, though, because obviously we all have to go through it at some point in our lives. And like we all have, you know, these like stray dogs that come into our lives every now and again. And eventually it does come to an inevitable end. And, you know, it, it is so liberating when you can just relieve that and you can be like, wow, that was a heavy weight. That was really heavy, but I'm so glad I'm not carrying it anymore. You are not responsible for fixing people. If you are already in such a great place in your life, in the process of you trying to fix somebody else, you are potentially damaging yourself. Yeah. I think people are more than capable of fixing themselves and it's their sole responsibility to do it. If you do have people in your life that you love and cherish and you know that they have work on themselves to be done, give them space, love and support. Character development. It is their character development. But you can create a loving space, an understanding space, a supportive space for them. But do not fucking do work for them. They, they will not change. It, the character development is theirs to be done, not yours. Yeah. And if they're not willing to put the work, put them in a bin. They're, they're just not willing to do it. You cannot change someone if they don't crave the changing. And in fact, if they do crave the changing, there's nothing for you to be done there other to be loving and supportive. Because you have to internally crave that change so much. You have to become so uncomfortable with yourself that there's no other way but to change yourselves. And I know we all have those people in our life and they are very close to us. And it's your responsibility is to be supportive, loving if you have it in you. And if you don't, be upfront and honest. I don't have this. I cannot create the space for you. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm focusing on myself right now. And they, they'll just have to deal with it. And if you do, then just say, I love you. I support you. It's your work to be done. I'm here for you if you need me. But it's your journey. Mm-hmm. You need to go through it. Exactly. No one goes. No, no one takes the shit out of our plate and does the work for us and makes magically better. Why? Why would? Why do I need to be someone's god fairy fucking mother? Where is my god mother fucking fairy <laughs> coming out with the one up pass, changing my life around? I'm not gonna be it. No. 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 Where's my sparkly dress, guys? Yeah. Where's my fucking glass slippers? <laughs> Bippity bobbity boo! Yeah, boo bitch! Your life's better. Not my responsibility, not my no. problem. Block. Exactly. Block, put it in the bin, never to be seen again. Who cares? Cross them in the street and don't look at them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but trust yourself as well and trust the decisions that you're making as well. So, like, I think that we do often live in... S- well, not not Natalia, but... Oh, uh, <laughs> we Stay well. safe, guys. <laughs> crazy world out there. Crazy the world out there. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> but we do often live in self-doubt and I think imposter syndrome has become quite a big thing now as well. Um, I've suffered imposter syndrome a lot before now um, and imposter syndrome is basically what it says on the tin you know if you feel like you know an opportunity has risen your way and you just feel like wow I can't believe that that's being offered to me like 
how am I doing this? No, Natalia, I know you're shaking your head. Stay safe, guys. Stay safe, guys. Streets. (laughs) But I, I, on a realistic note, like that is something that I have definitely struggled with before. And it's something that you have to overcome because that opportunity has come your way for a reason because you are worth it. (laughs) You're worth it. You are worth it. (laughs) Is that (laughs) L'Oreal? No, I think it's Maybelline. Is it Maybelline? No. No, the Maybelline's a, maybe it's make, no. (laughs) <laughs> maybe, it's it's makeup, maybe it's Maybelline. I don't know. I don't know. I've sidetracked. I'm pretty sure it's L'Oreal. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, completely, anyway. Completely going off course. Yeah, it it has come your way for a reason and somebody has seen something in you or, you know, the, the stars have aligned and this opportunity has come your way because this is what you are ready for. And, you know, express your feelings and be intentional with your movements. So, like, your feelings are valid and you know that you can be better than anybody else like you you can sit in a room and you are welcome at the table like eat at the table sit yourself down and trust what you're saying and be confident and say it with conviction yeah I think you need to also trust your lizard brain lizard brain you know so what's that okay (laughs) so your lizard brain it's something that uh survived in your head since you know, every single evolutionary step, it what gives you a survival kind of skills. Okay. The good feeling. Oh, okay, yeah, So yeah. it picks up things around you that aren't very direct, the dangers, the the very subliminal things that happening that might make, that might harm you, and its evolutionary in, in purpose is to protect you, to make you survive, to let you evolve and reproduce and live. It's the simplest needs, the simplest, you know, it has no nuisance to it. It is very much danger, survival, flight or fight kind of thing. So whenever you get the good feeling about something, do not ignore it. It's your it's your primal tool for survival. It's your lizard brain talking. Yes. Whenever you find yourself around a group of people that make you feel slightly uneasy, whenever you're in the situation where everything's seemingly fine, but you start getting sweats and... Your, your skin's prickling and you know, you, whether it's a job or friendship or, you know, any place you, are, you find yourself and your good feeling tells you, get the fuck out of there, <laughs> believe it, because it's picking up things that your normal senses can't. So treasure your lizard brain. The lizard brain's important. The lizard brain. <laughs> the lizard brain. Trusting the lizard brain. <laughs> I'm really enjoying the lizard brain. Um Yeah, no, I I, I do absolutely agree with that as well. Like, we are harnessed to survive and, you know, we we do have these instincts within us that we do know that when we walk into a room and there's something up, like if somebody's been talking about you or if there's just an air of something, you can feel that. And everybody says, go with your gut. Yeah, go with your gut every single time, whether it's career choice, whether it's your life choice, whether even if it seems illogical. For example, you've been in this relationship for God knows how many years, but you know, you don't have legitimate proof, but you know it's not going to make you happy. Go with the first feeling, jump out. Mm. Just jump. Yeah. You are right. Validate that feeling. You are right. Do not gaslight yourself to believe otherwise. The lizard brain's there to make you prosper the best way it can. Jump. Whenever it tells you to jump, jump without hesitation and then think about it. I think another thing I'd like to add is boundaries. Yeah, Maintain, oh God, cultivate, yeah. 
create boundaries and be very protective with them. Even if you have to come across as a fucking bitch, do it. <laughs> be a bitch for the plot. It will serve you so well. You don't have to be liked by everyone. No one has to be there ador- adoring you. You're not a piece of fucking chocolate. No one has to be your fan. All you have to do is maintain a healthy boundaries with people about anything in your life. Yourself, your family, your your happiness. Create boundaries, implement them, and whenever someone does cross it, cross them out. Get the block it. Put it in a bin. <laughs> You have to become selective of who you surround yourself with. And the boundaries that you maintain will shape the way you're going to live for the rest Mm -hmm. of your life. So be firm, be strong, be a bitch. Absolutely. It's it's about like surrounding yourself with like-minded people and people who kind of give the same energy as what you're willing to receive or would like to receive. Like don't, going back to like the toxicity of people, like don't surround yourself with negativity like that because it is just gonna be one thing after another um and like I have experienced that like as soon as you start cutting those things out and being more intentional with your movements and being more positive about things and moving a little bit differently in a way that works for you and just projecting this positive energy more positive things do seem to happen yeah yeah I mean obviously there's gonna be things that that are negative that might happen like something you can't bulletproof your life. everything, yeah. There, there will still things that will happen, that, that are bad, that will happen to you. There is no to, you know, put yourself in a bubble and protect yourself and your life, you know, from anything bad happening. But it's the way you deal with it. And yeah. I fairly believe that maintaining strong, hard boundaries will allow yourself to create as much protection as you can. 100%. And people respect that as well, I think. People respect that, but I think people are like two-year-olds. They like to push your boundaries to see how far they can push it. Mm-hmm. And it's your job to jump and say, hold up, get the back, get, get, get back, get back. You cross the boundary. You kind of have now limited access to myself and my loved ones. Yep. You know, until you are capable of self-reflection, apologizing, and depending on how badly the offense is... I will not reintroduce you back to my life on a regular basis because you can... People will always test your boundaries to see how fast they can push you. Your job is to always push back twice as hard so mm-hmm. they'll never push again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Your parents did it, so why don't you do it? Just do it. Push. Um, and I think the last from me is cultivating the human in you. I think the... With, we are at the point of the life that we only live to exist and we don't do anything really that makes us feel truly deeply human. Mm-hmm. We, we work to live, we work to survive and we're kind of constantly in the survival mode uh, just to make it to another day. And I know that this pandemic and economic state of the country right now made it, you know, very difficult for us. Yeah, yeah very, very difficult for us. But cultivate the human in you, which... By that, I mean find arts that you love, whether it's painting or creating musings, going to see, you know, going to see ballet if you can afford it, or if not, going to even free art galleries. Go somewhere and surround yourself with art, whichever form it is. Uh, It can be as simple as even coloring, buying a coloring book Mm -hmm. or printing out free, free coloring from the internet. But find a way to cultivate art in your life because it will really bring the best out of you I think there's only so many limited things that make us human 
uh, all, everything else is very animalistic. You know, sex, food, drinking, going to the bathroom. They are basic needs that, you know, all animals share across us. Even reproduction and family. They, they are all animalistic things. Find something that makes you the higher self, the human, which is yeah. usually art. And I also think spirituality is a big thing. Now, I'm mm. not religious. I am atheist. I, I don't believe in God. But I always found that religion and spirituality is very important into our lives. I don't believe that you should shape your morals based on it, but I no. do think you should find something deeper to connect to uh, because it makes you human. Yeah, of course it is. And I think that we all have to have something. I think that we all do believe in some sort of higher power, whether it whether it is a religion thing or whether it's just like, you know, like a universal thing. Yeah. You know, I know that like me and you are much more of like a spiritual kind of yeah. person uh, rather than looking at like a higher power that's maybe living yeah, somewhere else. I don't else. believe in God, but I do like to cult cultivate spirituality in myself because I do feel like it makes me... It brings me a lot makes of comfort. Me human. Yeah, it brings... It makes me feel like a human. Yeah. And like I said, just cultivate the human in you. Yeah, um, in whatever creative aspect that, that might be and find, seek comfort in, in different things that yeah. work for you. Like you might already have a hobby that... That does make you feel like hum, like a like a human, like a human. Like a human. <laughs> no, it's it's a valid thing because I think we have mistaken living with surviving, yeah, and all existing. animals are set as a default to survive. Yeah, the evolution that got you to this point made you as a deep pre pre default setting to survive. So you will always do anything to survive. You have to find the things that make you feel alive. Whatever yeah. it is, it doesn't really matter. But find arts, find you know, spirituality or religion, find something that make you feel alive and just a little bit more human. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like the one thing to remember sort of like last note from me is that like the journey of self-love, it doesn't happen overnight. No. It really, really doesn't. It is a process. But once you find your rhythm and you find something that does make you feel alive and make you feel more human, it is so worth the journey. Absolutely. Find, like I said, be the parent to your toddler and, you know, keep yourself and parent yourself and make yourself grow to the best version of yourself and find so find the peace in self-love because mm -hmm. you, you'll see how much easier how much more pleasurable life becomes when you stop being your worst enemy and start being your best guardian yeah, honestly life your changing best experience friend, yeah and also do it for the plot it's funny <laughs> do it for the plot <laughs> i think that that's where we're gonna end yeah. do it for the plot do it for the plot yeah <laughs> be the maker of your own story and make it fucking oscar worthy guys um so yeah hope you've enjoyed this extra long episode and yeah if you do have anything that you want to kind of say to us if you want us to expand on anything or if you have something you know that maybe is niggling you and you're just looking for a little bit of guidance like we are here to chat yeah. like we're all here for each other we're all here for a purpose so um just get involved and continue the conversation i suppose yeah okay well thank you so much guys thank and you. we'll see you on the next episode Bye. -bye.